Hallelujah unto you. Uh, we don't engage in what we call philosophies of men and man's wisdom. Paul says, when I came to you, I came to you in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. He says, I did not come to you with words of man's wisdom, enticing words of man's philosophy, like motivational speakers do today. Enticing words of man's wisdom. 25 steps to your breakthrough. Hallelujah. 51 steps to a successful life. Words of man's wisdom. Enticing words of man's wisdom. Your attitude determines your altitude. It sounds nice. Enticing words of man's wisdom. What is it meant to do? To catch your attention. But let me tell you something. Those things will do nothing for you in Christ. What you need is the revelation of Christ. Because the Bible says that Christ, the wisdom and the power of God. Hallelujah. When you understand Christ, you receive impartation of wisdom, divine wisdom. Hallelujah. You know what to do, when to do, how to do it. Hallelujah. And you receive power. That is the divine ability and energy by which you can effect changes in your life. No 21 steps. Hallelujah. By the ninth step, you are dead. Amen and amen. Is somebody hearing me tonight? So we speak the wisdom of God in words taught by the Holy Ghost, not in words that man's wisdom teaches. So we don't use enticing words of philosophy. The preaching of the word of God is not meant for people who have good oral skills, people who have mastered the English language and can put one or two together and can speak enticingly. If that is it, then the preaching of the gospel will be given to politicians. You understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. In words taught by the Holy Ghost. That a man can speak does not necessarily mean he's preaching. That a man has enticing words does not mean he's preaching. Preaching is the unveiling of Christ. Hallelujah. So when we preach, we don't use those kinds of words. What we do is we expound scripture. Are you listening to me? We do what? We expound scripture to bring you to understanding concerning Christ and his work. Hallelujah. To the intent that you will be equipped for the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. There is a purpose to it. So when you go to a place where they are giving you enticing words of man's wisdom, walk away. What did I say? Walk away. That is not what is meant for you. That is not your food as a believer. Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. That means Jesus is the food of the believer. Jesus is what? The food of the believer. Hallelujah. So we expound the word of God to unveil to you Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, that is why the Bible says that in thy light shall we see light. Uh, you go somewhere, you are hearing the word of God and no scripture is quoted and expounded. Walk away. 
and everything is just things people are pouring forth from their own experiences. No, we don't live our faith by people's experiences. And, and by months, we live our faith by the revelation of the Christ. Hallelujah. Kanamananta satirabadoshe. That is why Paul says, Him we preach. Who is the Him? Christ. Amen and amen. If men don't want to hear it, then they should not come. If you come to faith generation, that is what you hear. If that is not what your heart is after, I'm sorry. But if your heart is after Christ, then you will hear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Tonight, I want to share a few thoughts with you from the word of the Lord. And I believe that it is going to set you up. What I'm doing tonight is setting you up for something glorious. Amen and amen. I'm setting you up. Somebody say, it's a setup. It's a setup. But I tell you what, tonight is a divine setup. Hallelujah. It's a setup. Amen and amen. Earlier on this morning, I posted a scripture and I said to you that, Ponder it unto understanding. Please listen carefully. Don't be distracted. Don't let any voice distract you. Don't let anything distract you. Uh, what I'm about to say and what I'm about to talk about is so very important. Bring your mind to bear on the message you're about to hear. Hallelujah. I, I share the scripture with you and I said, ponder it unto understanding. Jesus, towards the end of his ministry, actually at the very end of his ministry, he gave a disclaimer. He said to the disciples that I have many things yet to speak unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Hallelujah. Let's go to the scripture where Jesus said that and see actually what he said. John chapter number 16. I'm going to read here from verse 1 to 15. It is going to be our operating scripture. Amen and amen. John 16, 1 to 15. Let me read here quickly. The Bible says, these things, this is Jesus speaking. He says, these things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. What are Jesus speaking to them so that they will not be offended? If you go back to verse 15, chapter 15, reading down, Jesus had talked to the disciples about how that when he leaves, the world is going to hate them because they hated him. And Jesus said, remember I had told you that a servant is not greater than his master. So if they persecute me, they will persecute you. If they hate me, they will hate you. If they listen to me, they will listen to you. So Jesus is telling them that these things I have told you so that you will not be offended. The word offended there actually translates properly as not to trip up. Hallelujah. Not to trip up. That is not to fall back into sin. What is that sin of unbelief? Because now they believe in Christ. But when persecution comes, sometimes people may depart from their faith and not believe Christ anymore. So that's what Jesus is talking about, offense. Hallelujah. Say, so these things are spoken to you that you not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yeah, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think he is doing God's service. This is serious. This is not where my focus is today, so I'm not going to go deep into it, but I'm really tempted to delve into them. There's so much to talk about here. Uh, verse 3 says, And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I have told you of them. And these things I said, I said unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me whither thou goest. 
But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the, the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to the Father. And ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Another time, I'll, take my, I'll, I'll really delve deep into these three things. Jesus spoke about the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Verse 12. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall show you things to come. Hallelujah. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. Hallelujah. Listen to the Jesus, verse 12 says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. The word bear over there actually means you cannot carry it. It is almost as if a load that is being put down too heavy that you can't carry it. Hallelujah. You cannot lift it up. And the reason you can't lift it up is because you don't have the capacity to do so. So Jesus was telling them, right now you do not have the capacity to bear the things I really want to tell you. Remember in the book of John, John, the earlier part of John, when Jesus met Nicodemus in the book of John 3.10, the Bible says, Jesus answered to Nicodemus, when he had told Nicodemus that except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again? Shall he enter into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus said to him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest thou not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that which we do know, and testify that which we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you of earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. What was Jesus trying to say? The things I'm telling you about here, as I'm here, are earthly things. Everything Jesus spoke about, his parables, his, everything he talked about were earthly things. The real knowledge Jesus brought down, he could not download onto the people because they could not receive it. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, if I have told you of earthly things and you do not believe, the reason you do not believe is because you do not understand it. How shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? That means that Jesus brought down the knowledge of heavenly things, but could not download it onto the believers. Could not download it, sorry, not only, could not download it to the people of his day. Hallelujah. Even the disciples. So the Bible says that with parables he spoke unto them. Trying to communicate spiritual truths in stories that they could understand. Even that, the, the disciples struggled with it. Because sometimes Jesus will give a parable and they don't understand. Hallelujah. It was after Jesus had died and resurrected that they gained understanding of all those things. When Jesus breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And he opened their mind to understand the scriptures and some of the things that he said. Hallelujah. Why could they don't understand? Why is it that Jesus said, these have many things to tell you. What are those many things? Heavenly things. Hallelujah. 
heavenly things matters the kunde mezula matonge zagratas matters that have to do with your heavenly glory jesus could not download that knowledge onto them because they had not the capacity they were all dead men walking hallelujah they were all were dead men walking the bible says that the natural man receives not the things of the spirit neither can he know them first corinthians chapter number 2 verse 14 because they are spiritually discerned that means that to discern the things of the spirit to discern heavenly things you need the capacity giver that is the holy ghost hallelujah and at that time they had not yet been regenerated by the spirit and they had not the abiding holy spirit in them so they were natural men they could not receive the things of the spirit hallelujah all people from adam after adam sinned down to jesus until jesus died were all natural men moses was a natural man elijah was a natural man enoch was a natural man the prophets of old they were natural men they could not receive the things of the spirit that is why even the things they prophesied about they themselves did not understand it hallelujah even though they prophesied under the inspiration the breath of the holy ghost or the breath of god they could not even understand it so you go to the book of first peter turn with me your bibles to the book of first peter first peter chapter number one verse eight to twelve let's see something there first peter chapter number one verse eight to twelve listen to this the bible says whom having not seen ye love in whom though now ye see him not ye yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your souls now hear this of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that is to come unto you searching what or what manner of time the spirit of christ which is in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of christ and the glory that shall follow unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they didn't minister these things so they were ministering unto us by giving forth prophecies concerning Christ's suffering and the glory that shall follow. They were searching diligently, but they could not understand. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says that I had not seen, neither has ears heard, nor has it entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for those he loves. I know in your Bible some translations have for those who love him. No, it is for those whom God loves. Hallelujah. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Hallelujah. I have not seen whose eyes and ears was he talking about the prophets and the people of old. Because they were natural men. They could not discern it. These heavenly matters. Hallelujah. Let's go to that uh, First Corinthians chapter and read it. First Corinthians chapter number 2 verse 9. The Bible says, But as it is written, I had no seen, no ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. When he talks about entering into the heart of man, he's talking about understanding. They could not understand these things. The things which God had prepared for them who love, whom he loves. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Hallelujah. Spirit revelation is what gives us the capacity to know heavenly matters. 
So those things Jesus said, I have yet many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. What were those things? They were things that would be revealed unto the church by spirit revelation. That is why right after he says that, he says, But when the spirit of truth come, whom I will send to you from the Father, he would guide you into all truth. That is, he will guide you into the revelation of these many things I want to show you. Because these many things I want to show you are matters concerning the truth. Hallelujah. So Jesus was saying, listen, you don't bother about these many things I want to tell you now. Your main focus is to receive the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the capacity, hallelujah, to bear the many things he will reveal unto you. Because he will take off what is mine and show it to you, hallelujah. Because all that the Father has is mine. That is why I said to you, he will take off what is mine and show it to you. So look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9 again. The Bible says that, but the Spirit... But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all, all things. Yea, the deep things of God. What are those deep things? They are the many things Jesus was talking about. That is the mystery. The open secret. The secret which was open but was a secret unto them because they could not understand. Due to their lack of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He says, the spirit searches the things of God, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God that we may know the things. What are these things? The many things Jesus wanted to tell them. Hallelujah. The things that are freely given unto us. Amen and amen. So through spirit revelation, we can ginosko, that is come to an understanding. Hallelujah. Come to an understanding and a knowing of the heavenly matters of truth which God had prepared for us. Amen and amen. And I'll show you in a minute here. Hallelujah. The mystery, these deep things refer to the mystery. What is this mystery? The mystery that was hidden from ages. Why was it hidden? Like I said, because they did not have the capacity to understand. So even though it was an open thing, they could not understand it. They could not understand it. Hallelujah. That is why Isaiah could prophesy, a virgin shall be with a child. And you know, he shall call his name Emmanuel. Yet still the people did not understand that prophecy. So Jesus came and they crucified him. The Bible says he came to his own. He whom the prophet had prophesied about came to his own, but his own received him not. Why? Because he did not understand. Hallelujah. They were all natural men. Amen and amen. But we have the spirit by whom we can know the things that are freely given unto us. What are these things? Let's delve further. Let's go back to our first Peter chapter number 1 verse 8 to 12. Listen to this. The Bible says, Of which salvation, verse 9 says, You are receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Now listen to what the salvation of your souls is. The Bible says, Of which salvation the prophets inquired and searched diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that shall come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify 
when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. So what are these many things or what are these deep things or what are these mysteries that was hidden from them but is given unto us by spirit revelation? The sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. Hallelujah. The sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. Listen. In Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit unveils to us the depths of the sufferings of Christ, what the sufferings of Christ accomplished for us, and the glory that follows. The question I want to ask you today is, has Christ suffered? Yes, he has. He has gone through every suffering that was due man and even more. And after the suffering, what follows? Glory. Hallelujah. So Christ has entered into his glory now. And what we need to find out is the matters concerning the sufferings of Christ and the glory that does what? That follow. What is this glory? The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For all have sinned. When did all sin? When Adam sinned. The sin he's talking about here is not your sin. When you stole. When you lied. When you were angry or whatever it is. That is not it. He's talking about the original sin of Adam. Hallelujah. The disobedience of Adam in the garden. Because you see, in the original intent of God, God made man to be in his image and in his likeness. And the image and likeness of God is Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So God made man to be in Christ. And he gave him that option in the garden to be in Christ. So he planted two trees. There were two trees in the garden. The tree of life, which was Christ. And the tree of the knowledge of evil, of the knowledge of good and evil. Hallelujah. But man chose not to be in Christ in the beginning. And because of that, he fell short of that glory. The glory was Christ. In the garden. What is glory? In the Greek, glory is doxa. That is dignity or full expression of the perfection, beauty, virtue, and excellence of God. And Christ Jesus is that. He is the full expression of the character, the person, the excellence, the beauty, the power, the virtue of God. God gave man the opportunity to be in Christ, but man rejected it. And rather chose to be in the flesh. And took upon himself the nature of Satan. Hallelujah. When he ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there man rejected the glory of God. And because of that, because of sin, he stumbled away from God's glory and fell short of it. That means he became deficient in the glory of God. He lacked it. He could not attain to it, no matter what he did. But we know that Christ came to restore unto us that glory. So after the sufferings of Christ, and what were those sufferings? The payment for the penalty of sin. Hallelujah. Christ entered into his glory as a man as we are. Because he suffered as a man. And that same glory that man lost, he restored unto us. Hallelujah. So that we in him have entered into that same glory. Amen and amen. Listen, concerning this word glory, we need more to talk about. In the Hebrew, glory is kabod, that is weight or splendor. 
Hallelujah. Wait. Wait. When you study the Bible, um, there's a principle normally scholars use. It's called the principle of first mention. That is, for you to understand any biblical language, find out when the word was first mentioned in the Bible and what it related to. Hallelujah. There you can understand the meaning of it. The first time the word, the word kabod or glory is used in the Old Testament is in Genesis chapter number 31 verse 1. The Bible says, And he heard the words of Laban, Laban's sons, talking about Jacob, saying, Jacob had taken away all that was our father's. And of that which was our father's, had he gotten this glory. Jacob came with nothing to Laban, and after a while he had acquired many things. And this is what Laban's son said to, said to him, that Jacob has acquired all this glory from our father. Hallelujah. So what is glory? Glory is weight. That means Jacob had become weightier than he was. Jesus is the glory of God. What does he mean? All that is of God, his perfection, his beauty, his holiness, his righteousness, everything that you can think of God, that gives him the splendor that he has, is Christ. Christ is the expression of that, of the glory of God. That's why Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, that Who being the brightness, the outshining of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ now, after he died as a man and he resurrected, the Bible says that he has been raised to sit in heavenly places. In the actual Greek, there's no places there. To sit in the heavenlies. That is the place of authority at the right hand of the Father. No right hand of the Father as in the Father is sitting in heaven and Jesus is sitting at his right hand. No. The Father does not dwell in heaven. Hallelujah. God does not dwell in heaven. The Bible says that he dwells in inapproachable light. Heaven is the place of authority. Hallelujah. Jesus was raised in glory and over there he sits in the place of authority in heaven over all things. Expressing the full dignity of God. And the beautiful thing is this. Colossians chapter number 3 verse 1. The Bible says, If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated. Where Christ is seated, what is there? Your glory. Or the glory of God. So the Bible says, seek those things. Seek the glory. What glory is this? The glory that follows the sufferings of Christ. Because concerning this glory are the many things Jesus wanted to tell the disciples but they could not bear. But now by spirit revelation it has been made known unto us. Hallelujah. What has been made known to us? That we have been raised together with him to sit in the heavenlies. The place far above all principality and power. Hallelujah. So in Christ we are also glorified. Amen and amen. If Jesus was telling the disciples these things before he died, they would never have understood it. But now the Holy Ghost has come and has revealed it unto us so that we may know that as he is now, so are we also in this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, if ye be risen with Christ, 
Seek those things which are above. What are those things? Your glory. Your glory. Who is your glory? Christ. Christ Jesus. He says, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Your glory, which is what? Christ. Seek those things. Inquire about those things. That is what, as a believer, that is what you should be seeking. The reality of who you are now in Christ. Your place in Christ. That is all that matters. Listen, when you take your Bible and you are studying your Bible, don't concern yourself with matters that don't matter. You understand? The only matter that matters, if my English will permit me, these are just semantics. The only matter that matters is your glory in Christ. Hallelujah. And that is what you need to continue gazing upon so that you can be transformed into that same image. Even by the Spirit. He says, seek those things which are above. That is why when we gather as believers, we don't talk about experiences. We don't talk about man's wisdom. We talk about the revelation of God's glory in Christ Jesus. The place where we are. What we call the realities in Christ now. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, that is lift up your eyes and look with wonder. All things have become new. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has revealed unto us. And he had he raised us up together with him. And made us to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are there. You are not about to get there. You are there. You are in the place of authority. You are in the place of glory. You no longer fall short of the glory of God. Because the thing that made you fall short of God's glory has been dealt with. Talking about sin. So now you have entered into the glory of Christ as he entered in. Hallelujah. Listen, let me give you one more scripture to encourage your heart. Romans chapter number 8 verse 30. The Bible says, Moreover, for whom he did predestinate, then he called. And whom he called, then he also justified and whom he justified then he also glorified hallelujah let me help you understand that word glorified over there then he also glorified the question is were you predestinated yes you were predestinated to conform to the image of a son were you called yes you were called by the gospel to which you responded by the faith that was imparted in your heart have you been justified? Yes, you were justified by his blood. You were justified by his resurrection. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that those whom he justified, he glorified. Hallelujah. That is, you are being raised to heavenly dignity like Christ. When Jesus was raised to sit at the right hand of God, the place of all authority, dominion, and power. He was raised to heavenly dignity. In the same way, when you were raised up together with him and made to sit there, you were also glorified. That is, you were also raised to heavenly dignity in Christ, just as Christ was. So first John chapter number four, verse 17 says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Is, is Christ glorified? Yes. Then you are also glorified. Hallelujah. Do you know why you were justified? Because Christ was justified. Everything that he, he went through and has obtained, 
you have also obtained. Hallelujah. The Bible says that great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was seen by angels. He was justified in the spirit. Christ had to be justified in the spirit. In the same way you also have been justified. Hallelujah. You have been raised to heavenly dignity like Christ. You have been raised to heavenly dignity like Christ. Hallelujah. These are the matters you should seek after. These are the things your heart should long for. These are the many things Jesus wanted to tell you about. That is why you see the preaching of the gospel is unveiling of this mystery. The mystery of the glory of God in man. Hallelujah. The mystery of the glory of God in man. That's why the Bible says Christ in you the hope of glory. Amen and amen. This is the mystery we unveil so that we may know who we are and walk therein. Hallelujah. And we can bear them now because of the Holy Ghost who has been given unto us. Amen and amen. I tell you what, I keep telling you, the Holy Ghost is not for goosebumps. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is not for goosebumps. The Holy Ghost has come in you to be that divine capacity by which you can receive and carry the revelation of who you are and walk therein. Amen and amen. Therefore, as you go into the word of God, may the Holy Spirit open your eyes so that you recognize these things. Listen, your beginning point as a believer should be this truth. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Sometimes some people think that when we talk about a new creation in Christ, it is for babes in Christ, you know babies like foundational teaching for people who have just come into christ and then after that they go on to other things and by other things from what i have seen it is simply going back to the old testament to mix the old testament and the new but as a believer you can't do that the bible says that nobody takes new wine and puts it in an old wine skin in christianity there's nothing like a mixture mixtures are dangerous the bible says that the old wine skin will be torn apart because of the new wine. He says, you don't sew a new cloth onto, you don't patch a new cloth onto an old cloth. There is nothing like a mixture of the old and the new. The old is past. Old things are passed away. Hallelujah. Old bondages are passed away. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Are you here? When a man is born again, everything has become new. Everything has become new. The Bible says, Behold, that is look with wonder. Everything has become new. And it is this newness that you must what, seek. The Bible says that all things are of God. Hallelujah. These all things, all things have become new. These all things are of God. It is God who has made all things new for us in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. It is this reality you must know and walk in the fullness thereof. Don't let your mind be deceived by anyone. Who seeks to take you back into the old things again? Listen. I was sharing this with someone the other day. I, I used to say this, and I, I used to even say it myself that you see, as a believer, when you are born a believer, someone asked me the question: Can a believer still be bound by the devil? You know, when Jesus came on the earth and he said, he, he, he said that, um, ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who is bound by the devil, lo, these many years be set free. That means a believer can be bound by the devil. 
And even the scripture I used to use was, when Lazarus rose from the grave, he still had the grave clothes on him, so he was still bound. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. So sometimes the believer is born again, but he must be loosed. Hallelujah. But you see, <laughs> if you are seeking those things which are above, and you understand that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things have become new, and you realize that you have been raised to heavenly dignity like Christ, and as he is, so are you, you recognize that that is not true. Hallelujah. Because you see, your example is not Lazarus. Your example is Christ. Lazarus rose from the grave and was still bound. Christ rose from the grave and was not bound. The Bible says he raised us together with him in Christ. He raised us together with Christ. You were not raised together with Lazarus. If you were raised together with Lazarus, then you are still bound. But if you are raised together with Christ, you are not bound. When Christ rose from the grave, brethren, he was not bound. He rose triumphant, therefore you rose triumphant too. Hallelujah. He rose victorious, therefore you rose victorious too. You, are, you, you don't need somebody to come and loose you and let you go. When Christ rose from the grave, nothing was holding him. Nothing was. He folded their grave clothes and left it there for them. Nothing is holding you anymore because Christ is your example of resurrection. You rose with him. You have been lifted to heavenly dignity with Christ. So you are not bound. The only reason you feel as though you are bound is because you don't know. You don't know. The Bible says that through knowledge shall the righteous be delivered into their inheritance. Your problem is knowledge. Hallelujah. What you need is knowledge. The only reason the devil still has a field day with you is because you don't have knowledge. Hallelujah. There is an inheritance that has been given unto you in Christ Jesus. But if you don't know it, you can never walk in it. Imagine, imagine your, 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 your father passes away and leaves you an inheritance. Your father owns many things and leaves you an inheritance. And because you don't know of your inheritance, the same building your father owns and has given unto you as your inheritance, you've gone to rent and you are paying rent in that building to someone. Meanwhile, in the will, you own the building. What is the problem? Your ignorance. It is not anybody that has bound you. It is your ignorance. What is the will? The testament, the new testament that has been given unto us. The revelation of the glory that has followed the sufferings of Christ. If you would only search them by the Spirit, you will recognize what is yours in Christ. And how that you have come to become like Him. Hallelujah. Raised to heavenly dignity. So that you can walk in your dignity as a son of God. Amen and amen. And not be subject to any form of bondages anymore. Hallelujah. Manda batayas. Say with me, I will not be subject to any bondage. I refuse to be. Hallelujah. Why? Because of the light of knowledge that has come unto you. That is why I say, we are on a crusade against no ignorance. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. You are on a crusade against ignorance. Amen. We're on a crusade against ignorance. Hallelujah. That is who we are. You are after Christ. You are not after Lazarus. You are not after Moses. Don't pray like Moses. Don't pray like Moses. Father, if your presence doesn't go with me, I will not go. What is wrong with you? 
When God dwells in you, he says, I will live in you. I will be in you. I will walk among you. You have become the temple of the living God. He dwells in you. How could you say that if your presence doesn't go with me? His presence is in you. You bring the presence of God. Live in this understanding. Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated. This is the most important thing for you as a believer. Nothing more, nothing less. Hallelujah. Sometimes people who don't have a correct understanding of scripture take you back into the old things again. Trying to make you become like Elijah. Trying to make you become like Elisha or David. These were natural men. These were dead men walking. Hallelujah. <laughs> they long to be like you. Because you have been raised to heavenly dignity in Christ. Just as Christ is. Amen and amen. They were not that. They were not that. Oh, I want to be like Enoch. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. I want to be like Elijah. He was carried away to heaven in a whirlwind. No, Elijah was not carried to heaven. He was not carried to heaven. No, Pastor Sam. The Bible says Elijah was carried to heaven in a whirlwind. No. Jesus said, no man had been to heaven. In John, in the book of John that we read, Jesus himself said it. John chapter number 3, verse 10 to 13. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak of that which we do know and testify that which you have seen and you receive not our witness. If I have told you of heavenly, earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man had ascended up to heaven. That means no man on this head has ever ascended up to heaven. So where was Elijah caught by the chariots of fire to? He was caught into paradise in Hades. Hallelujah. Where was Enoch caught up to? He was caught up to Hades. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? So don't, they are not your example. Christ is your example. Those things were types and shadows. The reality has come in Christ. And that is what you need to set your eyes on. Set your eyes on that. Hallelujah. Listen, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Don't let anybody deceive you otherwise. If the Bible says it, it is true. The revelation of scripture is greater than your experience. Listen, you don't conform the revelation of scripture to your experience. You conform your experience to the revelation of scripture. The problem with our day is sometimes, even sometimes, pastors want us to conform the revelation of scripture to our experience. So they deem experiences greater than the revelation of scripture. But I tell you what, revelation is greater than your experience. You conform your experience to the revelation of scripture. So you look in the word of God and see what God has said concerning you. And you look in your life and you see that, no, 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 I'm not seeing it in my life. So what do you say? In the name of Jesus. This is who I am in Christ Jesus. Therefore, all things in my life align according to who I am. Hallelujah. Listen, you force it. You bring it under subjection to the knowledge of Christ concerning you. That's the life we have in Christ Jesus. You understand what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Let me say that again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. One that has been raised to heavenly dignity as Christ is. Because as he is, so are you. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Denemekusa Ambalida Labakose. Listen, I told you this was a setup. In our fasting that is coming, we are going to unveil gradually by the Spirit of the Lord each and every day as we fast and we pray. We are going to see what and who we have become. Amen and amen. And what we have, what our inheritance is. Because the Bible says that the Spirit searches the things of God, yea, the deep things of God. And it says that we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit wills of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is here to unveil to us the things that are freely given to us. So we are going to see what are those things that are freely given given to us 21 days of unraveling the new creation in christ 21 days of unraveling the many things that now we can bear hallelujah 21 days of seeking those things which are above where christ is seated 21 days of uncovering the mystery you have not received the spirit of the world but the spirit who is of god that means that the spirit of God speaks about these things. The spirit of the world speaks about things of the world. What are they? 21 steps to have a successful life. 52 steps to your breakthrough. <laughs> they are earthly things, natural things, things of this world. It's the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. Your attitude determines your altitude. <laughs> Enticing words of man's wisdom. They call it motivational speaking. As a Christian, you don't need motivational speaking. When the Holy Ghost is in you, that is enough motivation. You hear what I'm talking about? If you are a minister of the gospel, you are not called to be a motivational speaker. You are called to unveil Christ. Amen and amen. The time has come for the church to rise in its glory. The time has come when anything that is not of Christ should be cleared out of the church. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. When Jesus entered the temple, they were doing many things that were not of Christ. Hallelujah. He cleared them all out of the church. It's time to clear them out. And the Holy Ghost is raising a new generation of men. Hallelujah. Men who understand who they have become in Christ. Men who have the understanding of these mysteries. So that they will walk in them. Hallelujah. Listen. These are the days of the manifestation of the sons of God. These are the days. These are the days. These are the days. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost.